when can we as a human race open up a dialogue about mental health without the stigma, without feeling weak, without air quote, you're crazy, in air quote. When can we stop looking at mental health that way? When can we start to see mental health as a part of the body, as any other organ, just as important? Because it is. Listen, sis, be determined to do the work to change the trajectory of where you're going with your life. And you can do that by starting being self-aware about your mental health. What did it look like for your family generations past? Did you see depression? Did you see some other things? Because that's going to help you identify with you, right? Be encouraged, be inspired, be empowered to obtain the peace and balance that you need. Evaluate all of you often. Do a self-inventory. You can't control others, but you can't control yourself. Hey, you're okay. You're okay. You're in a safe space and you're okay. Your trauma may not be your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. Be mindfully present in the moment and take deep breaths. Get recentered. Relax your muscles. You got this. You got this. You so got this. The change that you desire is the change you'll see right in the mirror. That's all you. And let that be okay. Don't apologize for taking care of yourself first. Be unapologetic about the way that you approach how you can make sure that you're mentally sound with a balanced equilibrium. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Heart of Choke podcast. I'm T.D. Montina, an empowerment coach, and I'm also a clinical mental health counselor, non-licensed. The Heart of Choke podcast was created to have these type of chats. The type of talks, the type of open dialogue that helps us understand us greater with our mental health and what does it mean to make changes. Heart challenges, heart talks, and sometimes soft ones. You can meet here every week for new information, new resources. Be encouraged to also always look in the notes for evidence-based resources as well. This self-awareness will actually help us as a human race to just be okay about how we perceive our mental health. What does it look like for you? How do you define that? Are you allowing others to define it for you? So that's the purpose of the heart choke. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad you're with me today. If you are a return visitor, welcome, welcome. If you are a new spectator, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome into this space, and thank you for your time. Thank you for an investment that we can't get back after this moment. I so appreciate you. I'm T.D. Montina, and welcome to the Heart of Choke podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Hello everyone, we're gonna get right into today's informational or informative chat. Today we're gonna to be talking about, you know, there are several things that we can experience in our life that set the platform or set the foundation to create mental illness. 
there are certain things that we can have happen to us or certain things that we can do that creates depression, anxiety. It may create suicidal ideation. It may create the desire to drink, right? Alcohol use disorder. It could create the desire to use drug, drug use disorder. It could create PTSD. Certain things that we've experienced could um, be connected to a trauma, and so today we're talking about some fundamentals or foundational things that we may be able to control a little bit, which will help us not create mental illness. Guys, the truth of the matter is many things in this world that we think we can control, we can't. But we have to be very self-aware of the things that we can. In that parameter, in that space, in that bubble is where we begin to do work, right there, right? And so here is where we can do work. So this has been an old school of thought. Um, it is not from Western civilization. It's actually from um, the continent of Asia. Um, this school of thought is also wrapped around holistic practices. And it's called the three fires. And I think that these are the three fires of mental illness. The first one is anger. Now, the definition of that, if you were to look, being Google or even Microsoft Edge or Chrome, if you were to do a search of the word anger, you may find that the definition may reflect a strong feeling um, of annoyance or uh, some type of displeasure or hostility. It's an ill will. And normally anger begins in the heart. Right. Something happens, you think about it, but with that thought, you get connected to your heart, i.e. that's it ends up being an emotion that's created. We're going to talk about a little bit more about anger in just a second as well. So that's, that's one of the three fires. The second one is delusion. Again, if you were to search or look up the definition, you could find that it may say a false belief about a thing, right? Now, delusion can be so many things. To, to have a delusion doesn't mean that you have a mental illness. That's, that's not what that means, right? Delusion can simply be my perception or my ideology about a thing is not quite right. I may not be perceiving it correctly. Therefore, it may be delusional. Not that I have a disorder, right? In this context, that's what this means. It's a false belief or judgment about an external reality perceived even though you have concrete evidence contrary to your beliefs. That's delusion in this context. That would be the second fire of mental illness. The third is greed. Greed is an intense selfishness. It's also a strong desire for something or someone despite other people, other things, or looking at the situation in a whole or as a whole. So again, the three fires, anger, delusion, which is a false perception, 
for greed. Now, here is the reason why it is tagged a fire, all three of these. When you have anger, it's a hot emotion, air quote, in air quote. Everything in it burns in its path, right? And so anger is typically hidden behind a real emotion. Anger is normally the secondary emotion. In front of anger, I often find control um, because we can't control a situation um, or because there is fear of an outcome. We say anger because the word anger is commonly used and so it's the go-to answer. I might say to a client, how was your week and how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm angry. Hmm. Okay. Let's get into what that's really about. And like the Heart of Choke podcast, <laughs> as I unravel the matters of the heart and I get to the core of that, I find anger was not the way that the emotion begun, but it is the secondary or last emotion described. Always consider exploring what anger is about if you ever feel angry. What is that? What is that about? What, what does that mean? Why are you angry? Do a self-exploration, right? So when you're angry, nothing good around you, nothing that you do, nothing that you think about, or nothing that you feel is gonna be 100% your true self because that emotion is driving the car. It is controlling you in the moment, subconsciously, unconsciously, and even consciously, right? It's a very, very strong emotion. So that could, anger right there by itself could cause mental illness, right? Because I'm angry and this connection with this person is not healthy, now I'm isolating. Anger could become an outward emotion, right? And creating other things physically within you, right? Such as now I'm not eating, now I'm drinking, um, I'm not sleeping, right? I, I'm having headaches, I'm crying all day, and I'm so angry, I don't know what to do with this internal stimuli that I have. It is not serving me a purpose, TD, in the direction that I want my mental health to go in. Therefore, we're talking about mental illness, right? Delusion. The reason why it's a fire is if I have a false perception of something, am I really living true to self, true to reality, true to the world around me, or even in the connections I have? If there is true delusion, a false perception, things around me may not be solid. They may not be a fundamental value that I can stand on that's foundational because what I'm living by is a false ideology. But that might cause mental illness. That may, that may definitely cause some, some discord with yourself and others around you for sure, right? Definitely, right? So if this is something that I'm describing to you, I want you to hold your pen and paper 
and give me just a second. I'm gonna talk about what to do with, with, with that and with all three of them. So now I wanna go to greed. If you were to look up the definition of greed in the Merriam-Webster, Oxford Dictionary, anything that you can find where there is um, definitions that is solid or standard, not Wikipedia. I don't have anything against Wikipedia. However, many people are able to put their school of thought or their ideology in Wikipedia. And so for me, Wikipedia have something that I describe as Marxism. We'll talk about that maybe in, an, in another show, another episode. But greed can be defined as intense selfish beliefs or the strong desire for something or someone despite others and again, the, the situation as a whole. And so in this content, in this context today, what I would like for you to consider when I say the word greed in this episode is you're getting something you don't want or you're not getting something you think you deserve. That could definitely also be a foundation to cause mental illness. You say, hey, um, I, I think that when I walk in the door at work every morning, TD, and I say, good morning, good morning, hello, good morning, happy Monday, happy Friday, that someone should be like, happy Monday, TD, happy Friday, hey girl, hey girl, hey. <laughs> but actually, that's, mm, that's actually a delusion and a little greed, right? Because technically no one has to speak to me. Now, would it be ethically or morally correct? Mm, that's totally up to you. If you've always been raised that way, right, generation or tradition, you would think, yes, morally and principles and ethics and values, someone should speak. However, the dry reality is no one really has to speak to you. No one really has to be kind to you outside of marriage, right? Or outside of family, right? No one have to give you that thing that for whatever reason you feel like should be yours and you deserve it, right? There's an independent work, self-work that I'd like for everyone to explore when it comes down to making ourselves happy? Are you content with life? Are you relying on someone to create that happiness for you or create that content for you, the contentment? Are you doing it yourself? What does your self-esteem look like? What does your self-worth look like? What does your self-value look like? What does your self-love look like? How would you describe it to me? How would you describe it to someone else, maybe? So when I look at anger, delusion, and greed, typically I find that we, as a human race, have two or more of these. So typically I find I'm working with an individual that have either anger and delusion or delusion and greed or greed and anger, and that causes a lot of internal storm to happen and it creates mental illness. 
It does. I, I share with people all the time that if you're a psychology major, whether you're a master social work or you are a psychology school psychology, whether you, you know, IO industrial organizational psychology and your doctorates or have your doctorates already, or even if you're a psychiatrist, right? E either one of those, um, we do two works. I'm either doing brain work, an operation. I'm a brain surgeon or I'm doing heart work in operation. I'm a heart surgeon. There is something that happens within our mind and how we perceive information, input, and how we put out information, output, that can cause us to have mental illness or just a, a disequilibrium in our mental health. There is something that happens to our heart when it's not guarded in a healthy way, okay, that creates some of the same discard, right? And so when we have the ability to help someone within our community with whatever job we do, when it comes down to changing and helping or bettering their life, which is a selfless act, right? It's um, of giving my life to this work, right? And so if, if you're a, steward, a stewardship or you have a stewardship within a community and you're helping others with their lives, then this also would um, pertain to you. It's important to understand that you're either plucking out something from the heart so they can have a fulfillment and they can reach um, a harmonious level of life or joy, peace, happiness, euphoria, or it's something that we have to pluck from the mind, that thought. Now, what may have happened may be true. And it also may be wrong that you experienced it or unfair, however, we can't stay here. We have to move forward. And so we talk about self-forgiveness first and then forgiving others. And that forgiveness as far as others may not even be warranted. In, in other words, they may not even deserve it. That person may not even have asked you to forgive them. But for your sake of peace, Self-forgiveness and forgiving others in an effort to move forward so you can reach your level of peace may be worth exploring. So here we're talking about the three fires of mental illness. And we're talking about anger, delusion, which is a false perception, and greed. Right? Remembering that anger is normally not the first emotion. It normally is a hidden emotion behind the fear of something or the possible loss of control. That's where I typically find anger manifest from. Guys, I am T.D. Montina and I hope that this episode was able to help you in some kind of way to help you obtain the life that you desire, the life that you deserve. 
Y'all have a good day and I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you and thank you and thank you humbly for your blind trust and your time here, the Heart of Choke podcast. Have a good day.